Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered what the heck is going on? Have you read the newspaper lately? Have you turned on the TV? There's war. There's war and there's rumors of war. Uh, You know, way of warrior. We talk about that all the time. I talk about the battles. Talk about fighting the battle from the old self to the new self. If you're if you're under construction, if you're working to be better today, you know, I'm a I'm a good man. But I'm a lot better man than I was a year ago. And I was a good man a year ago. But I'm going to tell you what, um, I am a lot was a lot better man a year ago than the type of man I was five years ago. And I was a good man five years ago. But there are proclivities, patterns, habits, thoughts, stations of life, stages of thinking that go throughout our life and they change. There are different traumas and dramas and camping in each one of our lives at different times. And so being under construction, we work to be better each day. It is not time that heals all wounds. That is a lie. See, time creates distance. When we decide that I'm no longer that person, that I'm no longer that person that struggles with alcohol. I'm no longer that person that uh, that uh, yells at people. I'm no longer that person that that blocks and attacks. I'm no longer that person that has a, a chip on their shoulder. I'm no longer that person. And so what happens, we start changing. And the new us, even though it looks like the old us, it, it's different. And so there's a battle of the continuing to grow. There's a battle of fighting the old patterns, the old habits. And so we talk about being a warrior. Uh, If you're uh, married, you got to fight for your marriage. You got a world attacking it, want to destroy it, want to defile the wedding bed. If you got children, we got to, we got to fight for the innocence of our children, for the purity of their thoughts, for the, for what their eyes see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Because people don't stumble in a day. Men don't stumble in a day. Marriages don't crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. If you have a business, then you got to fight for marketplace share. You got to fight in this busy marketplace where everybody has a podcast. Anybody that's anybody does a podcast. Like everybody needs to know what everybody's thinking. So we got to figure out how do we get above the malaise? How do we get above the people who just are looking to make some money to truly do something that impacts people and is not a, a waste of their time or just entertaining them? So it's, it's a constant battle. And these are the battles we talk about as a warrior and we got to fight the good fight and see I can't figure out what your good fight is I know what my good fight is you've got to know what your good fight is what are you willing to die for is not the answer there's a lot of fanatics out there willing to die for things there's a lot of 
committed people willing to die for things. But let me rephrase the question for you. What are you willing to live for? See, the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. So dying is a one-time thing, unless you're talking about dying to self, dying to the flesh. Those are different. But we're talking about what are you willing to die for? Everybody's willing to die for this or die for that. No, they're not. Put them in this situation, you'll see. They're, they say they're willing to die for it. They're not. And it sounds good. But what are you willing to live for? What are you willing to wake up each day and have the full fire and passion, what I call heart, body, and soul, into the moment, even when you'd rather be somewhere else, even when you don't like the garbage that is going on in this once great country and the garbage coming out of people's mouth. But here's the thing, this is where we're going to today's show. You know, I have a lot of friends that are seven-day Adventists and a lot of Jewish friends and a lot of Muslim friends. Hey, Sohail. And boy, a lot of those people I just mentioned, those friends wouldn't touch meat, some of them. And some of them, you talk about a pig, pork, you might as well ask them to eat cockroaches. Because they believe it's unholy to eat those things. And I don't agree with them. And I go to what the Bible says. The Bible says is nothing that you put in your mouth makes you clean or unclean. It's what comes out of your mouth that makes you clean or unclean. See, it also says from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And boy, there's a war. There's a battle. One of the greatest battles is to hold your thoughts captive. One of the greatest battles is to hold your tongue. It does more damage than any other organ in our body. And some of you have done a lot of damage with other organs. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm gonna get real. Not that I'm not always real, but I'm gonna get in the real world. See, there are real wars raging around the globe. And as a warrior, we need to be aware of battles around us. And we also need to figure out which side do we choose to stand. You know, the biggest war we were focused on was the war in Ukraine. You know, all the corruptness. Remember, they impeached uh, Trump because of a phone call they didn't like. A phone call about them to fixing corruption because Biden says, either you give us this, fire this guy or you're not getting our billions of dollars. There's a big war and Russia invaded and there's been a whole back and forth. And boy, that was the focus of the world of America. However, the events changed October 7th. October 7th, something happened that changed our focus. And you got to realize, this is agitation, continuation of the oldest war in history. We see people who normally on the same team vehemently, vehemently attacking each other with vitriol that's usually nor- saved for conservatives and Christians, white people like me, we're normally attacked. Now they're attacking each other because of which side they are falling on, Palestinian or Israel. So we need to understand why this issue, Israel and the Palestinians, is so divisive and so important. Why is Israel such a lightning rod? And today we're going to be joined by my friend and a Bible teacher, Don No. And we're going to discuss Jerusalem, Jerusalem. 
And before I go any further, I want you to know something here. I am an Israeli at heart. Uh, my daddy and my brothers are Israelis. Now, here's the thing. I know where we're at eschatologically. The Bible says clearly that because the Jews didn't take God's gift sincerely, that he pushed them aside and he wanted to make them jealous. He reached out to us Gentiles. And so we're in the church age, the time of the Gentiles. But please hear this. Uh, God is not done with Israel. And by the way, God is not done with the Palestinians. And I hate to call them Palestinians because it's not, not really a true term. Uh, those Arabs, those, uh, those Muslims that are living uh, in Israel. And so I want you to know, uh, very clearly, today we're going to talk about, absolutely, we're going to say what the Bible says. But I want you to know, anybody dying, whether they're Hamas, Palestinian, whatever, that is a living, breathing human being. And Hamas is an evil organization. But there are a lot of women and children who basically hang out with Hamas because Hamas feeds them, just like people with walked with Jesus. And Jesus said, you follow after me because I give you food. And there's a lot of those young women and kids that follow after Hamas because they give them food. But those people who are dying, those are still living, breathing human beings. Those people who are suffering, those are children of God. Let's never forget that death is a terrible thing. After the break, we have Don No join us and we're going to talk about Jerusalem, Jerusalem. We'll be back after these messages. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I am getting ready to head out to Vegas next week. We got two more classes left uh, the remainder of this year. Uh, If uh, you give me 48 hours, I'll give you one of the best holiday seasons you've ever had, or maybe uh, have never had. Uh, And... uh, 
got two more chances. We'll be in Vegas uh, November 9th through 11th, uh, and then we'll be our last class of the year uh, as we transition away of Warrior. We'll be December 7th through 9th in my home state here in Texas, uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth. So go to likeitmatters.net, and uh, we can help you fight the battle within. You know, I talk a lot about warriors and, you know, fighting the good fight, and I always say I'm not talking about with guns and ammo. Uh, But today, we are going to talk about that, uh, because there are wars and rumors of war raging. We've been focused on uh, the one in Ukraine for a while, but there's been many wars going on a long time. Uh, America's been involved in many of them. Uh, But October 7th, a lot changed. And it wasn't a new war. It's a... just a reagitation or a continuing agitation, I should say. And there's this battle over this territory. Uh, and I'm going to have Don No join me in a second, but not yet, because once Don comes on here, you won't want to listen to me. He's too smart. So he's a lot smarter than I am. So uh, before I get Mr. Smarty Pants on here, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you something, my own opinion. He's listening right now, and he's going to he's probably thinking of a nice zing for me, but uh, my producer won't let him zing me till I tell him he, it's okay. So uh, thank you, Spencer. I appreciate that. But I want to tell you something right now. I study the Quran. Don't throw darts at me. Leave me alone. I study the Quran. Uh, I've got a couple copies. I've worked with a group called Common Ground. Uh, uh, study the Quran. I have the Angel. The Angel is the New Testament. Seventy percent of the Quran uh, is in is from the Bible. Uh, I'm not going to comment on the other thirty percent, but seventy percent uh, is from the Bible. And I want to tell you there are there's a movement of Muslims coming to saving grace of Jesus Christ. They stay in Islam because it's part of their identity, but they worship Jesus. They call him Isa al-Masir, Jesus the Messiah. Uh, In the Quran, there are 94 ayats about Isa, Jesus. The Quran says that Jesus uh, is the breath of Allah, and Allah is Arabic for God. Now, we could debate on, are we worshiping the same God? There's only one true God. So if they're worshiping that one true God, no matter what they call him, it is Allah. There are other Elohim. I can go through the Bible. It's not what this is about. But I just want to tell you something very simple. The Quran was written 500 years after the Bible. So that's why they consider it the final book. And even in the Quran, it says, when in doubt, seek the this followers of the previous books. In other words, Christians. The Quran says that Christians can be a Muslim's uh, best friend. But I want to tell you something. The word Jerusalem, the city Jerusalem, is used over 800 times in the Bible. Over 660 in the Old Testament and about 140 roughly. And not only just the name itself, but iterations about the name. So over 800 times. Now in a book that was written 500 years later, just want you to hear this. Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, is not mentioned one time in the Quran. I just want you to process this. They consider the holy book that you can't even write in the Quran. It's so holy, they will kill you. So when I have my Quran, my, uh, I don't write in. I have another one I mark up, I use, but I would never let a Muslim see it. They, they, would, they would never want to talk to me. So I want you to know there's been a history of people wanting to kill the Jews. You go to Herod, you go to Haman, you go to Hitler, and now you got Hamas. 
And when I say Hamas, because part of their charter is the destruction of Israel. They call them a virus, a bug that must be destroyed, just like Biden wanted to destroy the COVID vaccine or the COVID virus. Uh, Hamas considers Israel a virus and they want to destroy them. And there's a lot of battles of famous brothers out there. You got Cain and Abel, the original one killed the other. You got Jacob and Esau. One stole the birthright from the other. And Ishmael and Isaac are both brothers. But I want you to know, there's been, if you look through the Bible, it's not a war between them. Now, they're, they're, they're families, their lineage, yeah. But if you look at Ishmael and Isaac, the war between those two was not really a war between those two until they died. There was a war between Sarah and Abraham about Ishmael and Isaac. There was a war between Sarah and Hagar about Ishmael. But the, the war wasn't between Ishmael and Isaac. Read your Bible. And we're not going to go through that day. And okay, Don, I'll shut up. So let's welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Don No, my friend and Bible teacher. Hey, brother. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm sorry. I had to get out of the way because once you start talking. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. It's kind of torture to be sitting here listening to you and, and know, I know that I can't say anything. But I, I know. That was one of the- like that, so take advantage of them. Oh, I did. I did. I enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, Don, I appreciate you joining me. John's out. He owns his own company. What's the name of your company? You do coffee. What, what's the name of your coffee company? We do coffee. Metro Coffee Group. Yeah. So how do they get a hold of you if they want us to check out your coffee? MetroCoffeeGroup.com. Takes you to our awesome. website and you can order and we'll ship uh, or call us anytime. We're, we're more than willing and anxious to... Uh, to chat it up, all things coffee, all things Bible. <laughs> amen, amen. And uh, Don, uh, the church I used to go to that he used to attend, uh, uh, he would always do the Wednesday night teach uh, solid scriptural powerful stuff and every day uh, every time he'd give us some, some nice coffee and he'd rename it uh, biblically some Hebrew it was pretty fun so um, so Don I, I know we you know we're talking we're based out of Minneapolis we got uh, Jan Markell you know end of times we love her um, why is Israel so important what's what's the big deal because so much is centered around Israel as a believer in the God of the Bible uh, tell our people does Israel matter, and why does Israel matter? Yeah, it's a great place to start, and Israel obviously does matter. Uh, Israel was a covenantal gift to Abram and his descendants, given to him by God. Uh, and let's, you know, it's a good place to start. God created this earth, so it belongs to him, and he can give it to whoever. Uh, whomever he chose. And he chose uh, the area that today is actually much, much larger uh, than Israel today. Uh, Originally, it was from the Euphrates uh, all the way to the Nile and came Transjordan across the Jordan River. It was a much, much larger area. But he gave that covenantially to Abram. And it is his land. It has always been his land. And he works through uh, his people and his people and the land are, are one, you know, one unit. Uh, he works through them in that land to bring about, uh, obviously, his, uh, his will in this earth. They are the center. And as followers of Christ, uh, we really must view the world through the biblical lens. And that is most definitely through Israel and through our Messiah, Jesus. 
So what affects Israel affects us. It affects the world. That's interesting. So, uh, and again, I'm going to ask you some questions because I want to really approach this as someone who doesn't know. So are, are you telling me, Don, that the Jews are better than everybody else? So God picked the greatest people out there and he said, boy, the Jews are the best people ever. So I'm going to pick them. Is that what God did? You know, what's really interesting about it, and obviously no, is the, the short answer. But God did not choose a Jew. God chose Abram. Uh, and he lived, honestly, when, when God spoke to Abram, he lived in an area very near Babylon. Uh, and he was from a wealthy family. Uh, he, he was a wealthy man to begin with. But he had a heart for God. And Scripture doesn't give us a lot of detail about it, but it, it's evident in many things that Abram and then eventually Abraham did in his life. It, it becomes clear that he was a man of conscience. He was a man of reverence, uh, far from perfect. <laughs> you know, he uh, he made some very poor decisions. One of those Amen. decisions was getting out of God's will uh, and having a son with Hagar. And you already mentioned she was an Egyptian slave. And from Ishmael comes the line of the Arab people. Uh, and you mentioned that him and, and Isaac uh, are brothers or half-brothers. They have the same yep. father. They have different mothers. But Isaac was the son of promise from Sarah. And that is kind of the point of contention uh, that, that set in motion uh, what we're seeing on the world stage today. Uh, there is enmity between those two. Uh, they uh, feel like they, being sons of Abraham, have a right uh, to the things that rightfully belong to Israel. Uh, and it, it, again, has continued to, to plague Israel for a long, long time, Israelites and Jews for a long time, uh, not necessarily, as you mentioned, not necessarily Ishmael and Isaac, although it did cause a lot of family tension. But, yeah, it uh, and it all began with Abram getting out of God's will, you know, conspiring with, with Sarah and, and having a child. And, you know, he asked God, he said, you know, I have a son, you know, can he not be my heir? And God said, no, you know, I will bless Ishmael. And he has, uh, but Isaac is the son of promise. He is the covenant son. And through Isaac will the blessings flow. Yes, and we're getting ready to go to hard break, so uh, we'll come back with Don. But, you know, we, we talked about, you know, uh, Ishmael and Isaac. And when you go through Genesis uh, 16 is where they first come into it. But, you know, we got to be careful. And I don't know what we miss. And this is off topic. But, again, I'm going to be talking so Don can't say anything. So, uh, uh, you know, we, I think we're off somehow. Uh, Ishmael was blessed by God. Um, Hagar was the only woman to name God, the God who sees El Roy. So there's a lot of things in there. I'm not saying uh, Ishmael and Hagar are these evil people. That's not the issue. The issue is what's going on in Israel and whose land is Israel occupying? If you read the Bible, it's clear. But Don is going to bring some light and make it real clear. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. You're a work in progress. A little more. Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, 
Sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's Instruction Manual. It's manna from the Word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch. And if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-246-1687. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And get your butt in a leadership awakening class. I got two more chances before the end of the year. Uh, you want to have the best holiday season ever? You want to be cleaned up? You know what the best gift you can give your spouse is? A better you. You know what the best gift you can give your kids? A better you. You know what the best gift you can give God? A more passionate, committed you. And how do you get that? I just spent 48 hours in the world of Mr. Black. Go to likeitmatters.net. Hagar, Ishmael, Abraham, Sarah. You know, you go to Genesis 16, you'll read about how it all happened. And just so you know, Hagar was a slave. She was taken against her will from Egypt, given over to Abraham in one of his fits of stupidity when he went to Egypt. Uh, She had no say in the matter. Abraham came in, uh, created a child. Again, she had no say in the matter. A lot going on. What would you do in the situation? You're a slave and all this. So we can hate on people all we want until you walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. You read in Genesis 17 about Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all the servants who were born in the house and all who were purchased with his money. And every male among Abraham's household was circumcised. It was a blood covenant with Yahweh. That's where circumcision comes from. And then you go to Genesis 21 where you see where she's kicked out. Just the very last verse, Genesis twenty-one twenty, and God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. All that's incredible. Can I tell you the last sentence is where he went astray? His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. If you don't know why that's bad, just look up the bell of Peor. Peor in Hebrew means opening. The opening of Balaam and Balak was all about, boy, if I could just get these Hebrews, uh, these uh, Israelites, these Jews, whatever he called them back then, to marry with these women, then they will start worshiping after the gods of these women who they are passionate about. And that's the opening. That's the payor. That's where all of a sudden things got 
astray. So today, we're not talking about Ishmael and uh, Hagar, but I just want you to know, my friends out there, I talk to a lot of Muslims. Uh, we talk about Isa al-Masiyah, uh, 94 ayats in the Quran about Isa. So please hear this. This is just factual. I believe the Bible is the standard of God and the standard of my life. Uh, and so it doesn't matter. There are uh, 66 books in the Bible, and not one of them is called opinion or feelings. So I tell people, keep your opinion or feelings to yourself. With that said, let's welcome Welcome back, my good friend and incredible Bible teacher, Mr. Don No. So, Don, hey. you didn't answer my, yes, my question. You missed it. You did all the beautiful stuff um, biblically about Abraham. There was no Jew. Abraham was a Jew. There was none of that. There was Abraham. It was a relationship. He said, I'm going to pick you, and through you, I'm going to bless the world. Uh, that's what he did. So my question was this, and it's biblical. And again, remember, I'm pretending I don't know the answer. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So did God pick the today? We talk about Israel, 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 Israel. So did God pick the Jews because they were the mightiest? Did God pick the Jews because they're best? Because some people think, what makes the Jews better than anybody else? What's the biblical answer for that? Yeah, the biblical answer is absolutely not. I mean, they were a very flawed people, but God saw in Abram and and then in his descendants uh, something special. And uh, they had a a longing to serve him, but they were easily distracted like, you know, like we are today. But uh, honestly, you know, when you read through the Bible, uh, what God's intent was to make an example of righteousness and holiness with <laughs> yeah. the nation of Israel. Oh my gosh. And then yeah. through that moral code that we that he gave them called the law was to have other nations admire how well they lived in harmony together and that would draw them to God. They were always intended to be a conduit. Uh, they were never yep. the end of the line. They were always a conduit nope. to bless the world. And they ultimately did. I mean, the greatest blessing this world has ever experienced or will ever ha- have experienced uh, is the gift of the Messiah. And through the Messiah, we all enter into that covenant. But uh, no, and the Bible because the Jews were great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. absolutely. But there are many they, times, so the, in fact, Moses pleaded with God not to abandon them uh, just after yeah. he had delivered them from Egypt, because God said, hey, yeah. I'll start over with you, Moses. And Moses said, no, please don't do that. So, you know, they aren't an easy people. They have never been an easy people. Uh, so it's not no, about the, how great the, they are. It's about how great no. he is. Yeah, and the Bible actually says they he didn't choose them because they were the mightiest people. As a matter of fact, they were low. They were a small. They weren't even a nation. They were just a couple of people. So, Bible says very clearly that it was God will have mercy on who God has mercy on. Uh, God chose them because He made a choice and He loved Abraham and He had an r- intimate relationship with Abraham. For some reason, we don't know the details. Just like we don't know the details that He had with Enoch, but God had a special relationship with Enoch and He had a special relationship with Joseph. So God. Choose uses certain people to be precursors, as you know this, of the Messiah. He was a great example uh, of the Messiah. So so two things. Number one, how, how do we know the land is Israel's? Why, why do people keep saying, why are pe- people are calling it Palestinian, Palestine, which is really strange to me if they understand history, but they call it Palestine and they call it Israel. How do we know where is uh, ownership of Israel established? Could you tell the, the listeners that? 
Yeah, biblically, it's uh, documented in the 15th chapter of Genesis, I think the 18th verse, when God again uh, enters into a covenant with Abraham and says, this is your land. And what's interesting, before, you know, you reference the fact that Islam came 500 years after the Bible, well, it actually came 500 years after the birth and life of Christ. It came uh, I mean, the Bible had been around much longer than that, and and that promise of that land uh, to Israel uh, had existed since you know 1800 uh, BC at least. So, what's interesting to know that land has only been a sovereign nation, independent sovereign nation, one time during one era, if you will, or one dispensation of time when it was ruled by the judges and then ultimately the kings uh, from about 1,000 B.C. down to about 586 when Babylon came in and destroyed it and destroyed the temple and and dispersed the Jews. Uh, It was a sovereign nation during much of that time. From that point until 1948, it was never a sovereign nation again. So when a Palestine says that used to be our land, I think a good, appropriate question would be, well, hey, refresh my memory. Exactly who was king over that kingdom that was called Palestine? Uh, And and who was the the president that was president of Palestine? Because there was never a nation of Palestine. No, it's a region. From a Roman Caesar in 135 A.D. on on the final... Uh, revolt from the Jews that he he pushed down, and as a spiteful thing to the Jews of that day, to be spiteful and to diminish any hope that they would ever have a nation, he changed the name, and he used the name of what was biblically one of their arch enemies, the Philistines, and he renamed it uh, Palestinia, uh, which was a little bit of a Latin derivative of, of Philistine. It was never about Palestinian people. They are Arabs. They are not a separate ethnic group. Uh, They have no territorial right to that land. They have never ruled that land as a sovereign nation. So it's just misguided uh, information. But to, to to take that point one step further... It's a spiritual battle that we're seeing unfold uh, with, you know, tanks and grenades. But make no mistake, this is a spiritual battle. And I think the best evidence of that is the worldwide hatred of the Jews. And uh, it's on full display, really like probably no other time uh, in history on a worldwide basis. And it is all just misguided and deceived people siding with something they don't even understand. Uh, and it, it's, it's really tragic, but it, it does peel back the veil just a little bit as to what is really going on. You can't hate something like people hate the Jews. <laughs> I mean, there, there's way more than what meets the eye, and, and we know what that way more well, is. And we're going to, that's our last segment. Next segment, we're actually going specific. So uh, a lot a lot of people don't want to know what's going on, but they need to know what's going on. And and you said it, it's a spiritual battle, uh, and it's been going on for a long time. There's been a gr- groups of people, men named, and it's, fun, it's not funny, it's ironic that they, the letter H plays a lot 
Uh, and why does that? It's interesting because Abram went from. And I'm just thinking this right now. Abram went to Abraham. The, the right, the the H. Uh, Sarai became Sarah. The H. But look, you got right. Herod. You got you know Hitler. You got Haman. Yeah, Hama. I mean, it's just the irony is stunning. If you look at the list of people who've wanted to destroy the line and why it's so important, because this is spiritual. You know, we're dealing with all this temporal stuff, things that we can see, things that we can hear, things that we can touch. But what people forget is there's a spiritual component. There's a spiritual world. And this world, this is all temporal. And a lot of people, we, you and I talked about this, they pretend to believe in the spirit realm. But they don't believe like the writers of the Bible, the people who wrote the Bible, the people who we read about in the Bible. Remember, there was we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas. How did people know that a savior was going to be born? There was an angel spoke to them, came, and people saw them. I mean, but yet they believe in the Christmas story because it's fun, but they really don't believe in the spirit realm. So after the break, we're going to go to specifics, what's going on on the ground now. But again, as Don said, we can focus on the fleshly, but let's not forget what's really driving it is the spiritual component. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this last segment with Don No, Bible teacher and good friend, Mr. Black. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional, okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters unique approach allows people to see hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. There's conflict all around us. You know why? Because strife is a valuable tool of the devil. James 3.16 says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. What is strife? Strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over a fundamental issue. Strife is, strife is deeper than argument, broader than disagreement. Strife usually involves bitterness and sometimes violence. We see strife today often in the political realm as candidates for office launch vitriolic attacks against their political foes. Strife within families can result in lifelong emotional scars. Strife between nations can lead to war. When strife occurs among believers, the church his testimony is tarnished and Christ is dishonored. And that's what I see going on right now. So let's welcome back Don No to Like It Matters Radio. Hey, Don, how you doing, bro? Doing great. Hey, so I'm going to uh, say, let's make a statement. You tell me if I, uh, I'm true or not, okay? Because you're a lot smarter than I am. There's only one country ever created in the Bible, and that is the country of Israel. True or false? That's true. 
parameters and everything, correct? Correct. It was established uh, as mean, borders. It was established as ownership. And it was a perpetual uh, forever promise. Uh, it has no end. Yep. And he made a covenant. Who did God make the covenant with on this land? He made that covenant with Abram. And, yep. his, and himself. Followed through to his descendants, right. Yeah. but he, And he made it with himself, too, correct? He was the, yes, absolutely. Uh, that, that's the important part, story. right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and I want to get lost in that, but it's a beautiful story if you don't know what I'm talking about. See, because if you know anything about covenants, there here's all the wonderful stuff that's going to happen, but there's a second part of the covenant that people don't hear, that if you violate this covenant, and then they pour out all the wrath. And if you ever heard it before, it's pretty nasty and ugly. And so this is why God made the covenant with God. God seconded it with his own amen. <laughs> this is God establishes. So now, our last segment, tell us what happened October 7th. Well, it was, uh, you know, I mean, it was an incredible security lapse and failure on the part of Israel. Uh, they were distracted in, in a lot of activity that was in the northern part of the country. And, uh just did not see the the threat uh, as imminent as it was, and and Hamas pulled off a, a coup of sorts in bridging the perimeter uh, wall of Israel and coming in and slaughtering uh, someplace around fourteen hundred, uh, of which I think twelve hundred were innocent civilians, and it is the most grotesque, brutal, demonic. Uh, activity in my lifetime, uh, I, I think by far. And there were military people that were killed as well. And of course, we we mourn all life. Life is precious. Uh, we mourn all life. But this was uh, truly demonic. Uh, and it wasn't enough to kill them. Uh, it was not enough to just, you know, take them out and shoot them or whatever. Uh, it it was it was demonic. I mean, they had to mutilate and torture, uh, and now they have a couple hundred uh, hostages that they're holding. and And make no mistake, Hamas is an evil, evil uh, organization, and they're not just a ragtag bunch of uh, Arabs with with uh, you know some Toyota pickups. Uh, they are well-funded. They are well-financed. Uh, they have absolutely zero regard for the Palestinian people. Uh, they yeah, are focused and bent on the destruction of Israel, the annihilation of the Jews. Their chant is from the river to the sea, uh, which if you look at a map from the river, which would be the Jordan, to the Mediterranean Sea, that's like Israel. <laughs> they want to wipe Israel off the map. Uh, their goal, and it, it, it's not a new goal. Uh, in fact, uh, Psalm 83, I think the fourth yeah, uh, verse, Psalm 83. Psalm 83, which is a yeah, somewhat of a prophetic um, yep. psalm of a, of a different conflict, where it says, they have come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. Uh, so again, this is ancient. It is evil. It is diabolical. 
and it is most definitely spiritual, but it's playing out right in front of our eyes. Yeah, and talk about how we keep talking about how this is spiritual, because a lot of people, they don't get it. Uh, and, you know, I keep bringing up the name Hamas, uh, you know, Haman, uh, Herod. Hitler and you and I uh, you're, again you're a lot smarter than I am but you and I study a lot of the same stuff to you and I those names are duh so can you expand just a little bit because not everybody's as deep into the word as you might be or I might be so what do you keep saying it's spiritual what do you mean by that well it goes back to the Garden of Eden when uh, God established uh, the garden and put Adam and Eve and, and obviously Eve was deceived by the serpent and uh, it caused them to have to leave the Garden of Eden. God said, look, you know, from your seed, there's going to be enmity between you and the servant, serpent. And from your seed, uh, well, th- there will be perpetual enmity to the seed of the serpent. And it goes on to predict uh, the Messiah who would come. Uh, but that is where this battle began. And it follows through all the way, all the way through the Bible. And it, and you skipped Pharaoh. You know they they killed Hebrew children by drowning them uh, in the Nile River. I mean, the whole story of Moses and the Ark, and it it, it, it weaves its way through the entire uh, body of of the Scripture. And in the twelfth chapter of Revelation, the very last book in the Bible, uh, it has a symbolic of John Jesus a sign. And it is a woman about to give birth to a male child. We know the woman is Israel. The child is the Messiah. And waiting for the birth so that he can extinguish that life is the dragon or serpent of old. So we have it in the very opening chapters of the Bible. We have it at the very end of the Bible. So we're not surpri- we're not at all surprised uh, by this uh, this conflict. But we are shocked sometimes by how it unfolds right before our very eyes. Yeah, even Peter. You know, one of the most famous lines that people uh, love, it was when Jesus said to Peter, behind me, Satan. And that sounds so strong. But that came from because what is Peter saying? No one's going to touch you. And so the devil wanted to keep Jesus off the cross. Because uh, somehow the devil knew if he was on the cross, even though he put him on the cross. I mean, Peter. So it's just interesting. So many ways to stop to interfere with the line of of, of Christ. Because the Bible. I mean, the devil reads the Bible. He knows the Bible. He reads it. So he knows it's going to come from the lineage of Christ. And he's attempted through different people. It's not the person Haman, but it was the spirit guiding Haman. It wasn't the purpose person Hitler. It was the spirit guiding Hitler. Jesus said to Peter behind me Satan. he wasn't calling peter satan he said the words coming out of your mouth are not from my father he's saying they're from a different spirit just like there's other spirits other i I visit you know jason in prison he killed four people and chopped them up but he was told by a spirit he's not crazy he was told by a spirit that he believed was god to go do this this would be everything as it was told was there and he killed people and chopped them up based on what a spirit told him that's spirit was some other Elohim. Real quick, people say, but the Jews no longer are God's people. They don't believe in God. So now Christians have taken the place of all the promises of the Jews. Could you address that? Take a minute, address that, this replacement theology, this made up belief. Yeah, it is absolutely not biblical. Uh, God has promised Israel and and there are a couple different verses. There's one in Isaiah. uh, I think it's the 40th chapter 
It talks about my word stands, my promises stand forever. Uh, there's no you know expiration date on it. And then he specifically talks about Israel uh, in Jeremiah, I think the 30, uh, 31st chapter. It, it basically says, and I'm, you know, I'm just kind of giving you the Don version yeah. here, but basically as long as the sun and the moon exist, my promises yep. to Israel will stand. Amen. And I, I don't know how, you know, you can look at that in the ancient Hebrew. You yeah. can look at it in the Septuagint, the Greek. And what we it get, says is get, that yeah. forever. Yeah, we got to get going. But, hey, and if God can break his promise to the Jews, then he can break them to us Gentiles, too. Real quick, what's your, you do a Bible study uh, on uh, YouTube. Tell us how to how to watch. Yeah, Biblical Winds of Truth is a little YouTube channel. Uh, we're just getting started. We're just a few weeks into it. We don't have a lot of content up yet, but uh, would love to have people uh, check out what's there and make sure you subscribe <laughs> and like and favorable comments are always appreciated. Uh, but it's just going to be it Bible against? study, Biblical Lens of Truth. Uh, go to YouTube awesome. and you'll find it. Uh, awesome. We gotta go, brother. Having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, buddy. God bless you, Thanks, and God. for the rest of you, you remember when you live your life like it matters, it does. Talk tomorrow. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.